Hey, Cookie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you, David? I'm good. I'm excited for this conversation about the birds and the bees. I, I've never understood that expression. Oh, I don't actually know. I'm not going to look it up now. We'll look it up some other time. But um, basically, you know, I wanted, I thought, especially towards the start of this show, uh, you know, this series or whatever, we should at least talk about what the experience is like for young people growing up to learn about sex. Because in the first episode, one thing that came up when I was talking to Casey, who was my guest, was that, you know, there's not really, as far as I know, good resources still to have honest conversations about sex. Most parents are still uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, I think many kids, like, if they're, it's hard enough for, you know, 40-year-old adults to find accurate information that they're looking for, let alone, you know, a 16-year-old who's trying to understand uh, what's going on with their body and, and sex and that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk about two different aspects. One was sort of, yeah, how either of us actually learned about sex or started to learn about sex. And then also whether or not that involved our parents and, and like what, like the, you know, cause there's this stereotype of the parents sit down and have the sex talk or whatever. And I never really got that, but I'm interested. Um, yeah. I just want to explore that. So I'm interested in your kind of initial thoughts and then uh, we can just go from there. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, that's an interesting one because I, I feel like I have been born and raised in like a very liberal household. My mom's a nurse practitioner and uh, she she would, I guess, talk about it a lot. Like she used to bring home condoms uh, like way before I was actually having sex um, and like lube and stuff in these little packages. One looked like a sucker one time. It was hilarious. And I'd walk home and like these would just be out on my uh, like bed. Right. And I'd be like, what? Um, but what was interesting, actually, I had a conversation, it, it kind of works well with my sister, like, a week ago, and we were talking about how um, we never really got a sex talk, we never really got a relationship talk, um, you know, clearly, we were, like, really um, allowed to, I guess, explore being in relationships, but we didn't have much of a space to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and and I guess going back um, to like the the condoms and stuff. Um, well, maybe not going back, but I don't know. It was uh, it, it was interesting because it was it felt very open, but at the same time there wasn't it it wasn't like deeply open. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense, and it's sort of I I think not the same, but similar to mine it was open but super superficially and like almost in a sort of i don't want to give the wrong implication by saying gross way but as if like sex was just like not about love not about relationships just about kind of like sex as a fact and like my dad definitely still has bad views around like uh prom promiscuity and that kind of thing um but it's interesting i i was a very uh, astute child and I, I, I knew stuff, I had two older siblings and I knew stuff by, I think, seven or eight. I remember distinctly, I heard at my dad's baseball game, someone said the word, like someone said jerk off. And I was like obsessively asking my parents what this meant because they wouldn't tell me. 
And then they told me and I went, oh, you mean masturbation? So I'd already known at like age seven or eight, I already had like concepts around sex, but it's not like my parents weren't comfortable enough to help me understand it properly, right? Um, and I don't know at what point it transitioned, but at some point I became the one that my friends all thought was weird because I could talk more openly about it with my parents. Like by the time I was in grade 11, it was like a joke about how sometimes I couldn't go home yet because dad had a date. Um, oh, wow. and so like there was um, like there was stuff like that. So it was kind of in the ether, but never properly talked about. Right. It was very much kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know how to capture it, but so it's like there was exposure and it was okay. It wasn't like a total taboo, but it's not like anyone helped me understand what was going on, what I was going through desires or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because I, I mean, I myself and like my friends definitely ended up just exploring it and figuring it out together. I feel like when you start to kind of learn about it, like even in health class and so on, like you're still, pretty young and embarrassed and and like i was never gonna go home and be like hey like i want to have a sex positive talk with you parents <laughs> like right. you know not mature enough to do that and and so i feel like you know as a kid you're you're, you're not gonna want to engage in those conversations i know like it was always pretty open in my house that that you could but that we just didn't <laughs> um but again like my mom would always say and be very upfront she'd be like look I don't, I don't want you like sneaking around and stuff. If you're going to have sex, do it in, in my house under my roof where it's safe. Like, I don't want you going out in a car somewhere, like some dirty, whatever. Like mm. I, the key for her was always to be safe, to not get pregnant. You know, she, if my sisters asked, she would uh, get them on birth control as soon as possible kind of thing. Um, I don't know. So in, in that it was like sex safe, but but not um, maybe talking about it. So anyway, going back though, I feel like as a kid, I kind of started to explore these things and joking around and talking with my friends. And then like a really weird one was as like 11, 12, 13 year olds, we'd start like hanging out and then someone would pull out like an iPhone touch was this brand new device that you could just pull up porn on. And uh, so as a group, we just start like, pulling pulling out porn when we were like hanging out after school and just exploring it that way and being like oh what the hell and uh you know but still not really understanding it and so it was really weird because you had some kids who were like really into i guess kind of hardcore stuff and then i still was a little uncomfortable with like all of it i wanted to take it easy and actually it reminds me one time my friends found my search history and it was like soft core <laughs> and I never heard the end of it, but I was just like, I was trying to explore, but I didn't want it to be so aggressive. Um, yeah. And I think like, um, you know, that's really interesting because definitely the most accessible sex, the easiest to find sex is porn. And it's like, that's definitely not the right way to learn about it. Right. It's interesting <laughs> to me. I definitely didn't have male friends that we explored that together. It's interesting. I was just, uh, looking up the show I learned about sex from, it was a why I think it was on YTV um, or something, and it was called Student Bodies. 
it was in the late 90s and it was this sitcom about like high school kids who worked on a student newspaper and so it was about like their relationships and i remember they were having sex on the show the show had like animation sometimes of like a little condom animation and stuff and so it's like i was like seven or eight this show was on tv and i was learning about it through that and then i also learned about it through american pie like oh yeah american pie right and it's like you know so my view of sex is if i am a virgin by the time i'm 18 i'm a horrible failure like that was (laughs) my framework that i got exposed to but i don't really remember understanding anything more about it it was just kind of like yeah i I don't know it's hard to hard to remember because it just kind of was like an ether that i didn't understand until i was like 23 or something right like i base i basically didn't start to understand it until i had like a a girlfriend i could explore it with right Uh, i didn't the other the other one thing is i don't know if you know tucker max tucker max wrote a book he's apparently turned his life around now but he wrote a book i hope they serve beer in hell and it was the first it was called frat tire and it was just him and his drunken debauchery stories, um, oh, which I learned from, as you may recall. Um, and so it was just like these terrible role models uh, in American Pie, in Tucker Max. I don't remember student bodies as well in terms of the tone, but it was just kind of like this weird messaging I was getting. And then, yeah, I suppose I probably started to explore porn. It's interesting because I also, I, I really, my mom had like Rogers Digital Cable and there was like soft core stuff you could access through that or something. And I remember that was interesting for me to explore, but I was so fearful. It was like very much the stereotype of like getting yeah. caught, right? Um, yeah. And that kind of stuff. But I, I have a really hard time remembering how I actually learned anything about it, about like, um, you know, the importance of it. I never really got told it was a, an important, like, uh, emotional or intimate thing, romantic thing. It was just kind of like a, an aspect of life that I, I don't know, that seemed odd. <laughs> it was, well, when I, I remember a very specific memory I have was we, we, you know, you hear, oh, it's like grade six or whatever. We're going to do health class this year. I wonder what we're going to learn about. And then that day we had like learned about oral sex. And I remember like leaving the class with all my friends. We were all like, that's disgusting. Like, I'm no, like, who would put their mouth around a penis? Like, I'm never going to do that. Mm. Or who would? <laughs> and, uh, well, I still haven't put my mouth around penis, but, um, the, uh, it, it was just so fun. Cause the idea of like oral sex was just absolutely, um, you know, and I'm sure there was a bit of like curiosity there, but for me, it was kind of like, what the hell are people doing out there? <laughs> why are they doing that? And then, I think that's why, you know, the, the idea of like sex ed in school is a really interesting one because it's, I mean, with many things with public schools, it's, you know, trying to fit everyone uh, into the same box. And it's like, if they're not ready for that messaging, it's not going to have the impact and the, the opportunity will be totally lost. And I, I hear like now the new sex ed curriculum starts at like grade two or something. And it's not that they're talking about like oral sex or something in grade two, but it's like trying to acclimatize the person to conversations of this sort. 
I really don't know, but it, it's, it seems like out of any topic, it really needs a sort of, you need to understand where someone is at in their personal exploration or development. Um, cause may like, you know, maybe in by grade nine, it would have been valuable for you to have that, uh, conversation and, and understand a bit more of the mechanics or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm sure there's, you know, I mean, when I was a lifeguard, we did, uh, one of the things we learned about just teaching people was progression, right? Which is very basic. Like if you're going to learn how to swim, you got to learn how to float. If you're going to learn how to um, swim, you got to, or you go to float, then you do a rocket ship, uh, whatever that's called, the blast off. Then you add your kicking, you add your arms, you add your breathing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, I guess it would just be interesting to see like a similar, like how, how do you break, how do you break sex down into a progression? Where do you start? And uh, I think especially in terms of good health, like <laughs> there's certainly lessons, um, you know, even in like leadership and so on like that, that, that we don't teach in school. And uh, I don't know, I certainly don't know enough about the subject, but I imagine, you know, people freak out, oh, you're going to teach grade twos about sex. Well, teach them about what a healthy relationship is and build on that, you know? Um, mm. Anyway. I digress. The, uh, <laughs> there was one thing you brought up that, uh, that I thought was interesting, which was the, like, until you kind of have someone to explore it with. Mm. And, um, I think the more I talk to people about it, the more that seems like a very lucky thing that I had, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I, I was talking to someone who hadn't had sex in like four years i was like yeah i'm in a bit of a dry spell she was like oh me too i was like yeah it's been like three months she was like it's been four years <laughs> i was like yeah. what what like why and she was basically she just had all these negative experiences and was like i'm over it like i i don't i don't really need this until i like find someone who's like going to uh i don't know be be loving i guess <laughs> um but where was I going with that? I guess, um, it, I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like some people really luck out and they have someone that they're able to explore their sexuality with and learn and... and One, yeah, yeah, I think that's really important, but I want to, this reminds me of something that actually came up in, in that conversation with Casey because two things. She mentioned how just like more recently she realized that like it's not normal to not enjoy sex like and yeah. like that just someone told her that and she was like what because <laughs> that's her the only experience she'd had right um and you know what's really interesting to me is even all of the stuff i was exposed to and i'd be interested in your uh, uh your experience as well is it was all about sex as like something to do with others rather than sex is also primarily an exploration of yourself and understanding your desires, your body and that kind of stuff. It, because that mentality is definitely not one I hear from men much, if at all, and women slightly more, but Casey says, you know, it's not often discussed like that either um, in her experience. But for me, the reason it's relevant to what you said is I also feel like I was so lucky to have that opportunity to have like a first young love. And I had it quite late as well, right? I, I was 24 and I ended up dating someone, you know, quite a few years younger than me. And so it was still kind of that very young love experience. 
But I feel like at a certain age, you just miss the boat, right? And you just, because, you know, if I was in that, if I was in that same position now, it's, it's unlikely I'm going to find someone who would have been as sexually uninitiated as I was, right? And then it's like, you just kind of get stuck in this loop, right? And, and I'm not, you know, giving excuses for any of these kind of incels, MGTOWs or whatever they are, but like, you know, there's this idea of at some point, because there's this focus of you have to explore with someone and, and we don't teach men, we don't teach women perhaps either to understand their own sexuality and explore themselves in that way because we can't talk about sex properly or we don't talk about sex properly that, yeah, it's like you miss the boat. And now you have a bunch of men who've had like no sexual experience. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't know why they're awkward and they can't like get a woman to like them. And somehow it's like, you know, the universe's fault. But I think it's like an interesting different way of, of approaching it or thinking about it. Well, and it, I, I don't know. I think once you do that introspection, it kind of changes the game because um, I don't know, like I, I've been with someone who like, <laughs> I, well, I feel um, maybe a bit awkward. It's, it's interesting with sex because this is really a two person story. And in some cases, maybe it's not my story to tell and there's assumptions. Right. But yeah, you know, I've like, there's sometimes people who are just like, you know what, like, this is what I like. Um, this is what you should do. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's like, okay, this is what I like. This is what you should do. And, uh, and then it's, you know, it, it's good. It's a fun activity and you're both sort of on the same page there to have fun. And then there's other times where it's like, Hey, what do you, what do you like? It's like, I, I don't know. Aren't you just like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, that's right. not, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I mean, like one time I was with this girl, um, a relationship, she wouldn't like look, in my eyes, <laughs> which, which I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like her eyes were closed the whole time. And, uh, I like said, we, we had a conversation about it because it was like, are you like in, enjoying this? You don't seem very passionate about it. Like I, <laughs> I was just kind of taken aback. I never like experienced like, something like that before. Well, I think people aren't taught to learn what they like because even now you hear the idea is, oh, sleep around to discover what you like, right? T test it out. But I, I mean, I've made a lot more progress exploring myself and really discovering like what I like by exploring my own body than I had by, you know, uh, you know, chasing uh, any woman I could find in university, and I, I think that's just not at all the framing around sex and sex positive talk and that kind of thing. Not that I've been exposed to, at least. And so, yeah, I think and that's why once you get to a certain point, it's even harder to explore with others because I wouldn't want to be with someone who doesn't know what they want. It's almost like uh, cumbersome to have to, like, help them explore and that kind of stuff. Right. Um yeah. And so it's like, once you hit a certain age, it's a lot harder. If you've not explored with others, you don't know how to explore yourself or you don't think you should then like, yeah, you just, I don't know what I like, just I'm here. Right. Um, and I think it all does stem back to you. Okay. Well, how did they get exposed to it? When did they talk about it? How did they talk about it? Like, how do they kind of conceptualize? How do they hold sex in their mind generally? Yeah, that, 
think that's one that no one's on the same page about, it seems. Or maybe uh, people, yeah, some people are on the same page, but maybe there's a very big variation in that, in what sex is, um, you know, and, and I guess what it's for. I, it's interesting. I, I feel like I keep kind of coming back to uh, uh, maybe my idea is more that it's something to do with someone else and explore with someone else. And you're you're bringing up that, well, it's OK to explore it on your own, too, which is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting take. Um, when so what you know, what do you think sex is and, and when what did you used to think sex was, I suppose? Because I am interested, I, I'm trying to understand, yeah, when I was younger, what was sex to me? And very much it was a conquest, right? I Like American Pie, when I think what is sex, I think of the first American Pie movie, right? Like I need to get this before <laughs> I graduate or I'm a loser. Like that was the biggest message in my mind that I can remember. All and right, then I so failed and we I was were different. <laughs> um, I I was around that a lot, but for me, one of my biggest role models growing up was my older sister, and she was always in like she had two boyfriends basically, uh, both for like one for a few years, and then she's marrying the other one, and they've been together for twelve years. So, uh, you know, growing up, um, I that was like. To me, that was kind of like, okay, well, what am, what, what's my sexuality and what am I, like, I'm not here for hooking up. I never seen or really understood that that was much of a thing. To me, it was like, I am going to find a girlfriend and, uh, and then all the rest will kind of come together and uh, <laughs> come together. Uh, <laughs> highlight reel. <laughs> Sorry, but um, don't worry, listeners. Cookie won't be invited back on. (laughs) But it it was no. It was just it was a very different experience. Like to me, um, you know, sex was something to do with someone you cared about, and uh, I think I was always more uh, interested in getting into a relationship than having sex. Um, You know, like I remember at one point being really uncomfortable because I think I was in grade. 10 or 11, someone was hitting on me. I heard about all this hookup culture stuff. It just seemed like a lot of pressure. Like, I just want someone I, I care about and I trust. Um, and that's what I went after. And then, mm-hmm. you know, sort of slowly built on that. And then, um, I don't know, it, it wasn't really an exploit. It was just a, uh, a thing to do with someone I cared about. Well, no, I mean, I'm really glad to hear that. And that actually makes me sad that I wasn't able to have that approach and experience personally, because I've had a really rough relationship with sex. I like, I obsessively wanted a girlfriend as well. And I was like, always torn because I was like pursuing conquests, but not really. It was, it's kind of like, it got distorted because of a few events in my in my life, but I always like obsessively wanted a girlfriend, but it seemed like sex was easier to get or something like that. But like my first kiss was like, I got peer pressured by like 10 or more people at a party. My first like party with alcohol uh, to go kiss the drunk girl. And I, and I didn't want to, I wanted to wait until I cared about someone 
But there was so much peer pressure that eventually I gave in and I went and kissed her and it was like a terrible experience for everyone involved. Um, and then like that kind of like, you know, nudged me onto the bad path because it was like, oh, that was acceptable. That's, you know, this is what my friends are telling me sex type stuff is like, just like, just do it. Like how, what do you mean you've not kissed anyone yet? What's wrong with you? Whereas I was like, what do you mean? I, I'm not in love yet. <laughs> right. But like, yeah. they, they nudged it uh, a different way. And then, you know, a few other experiences uh, in the next couple of years happened uh, to push me further down that bad path. But I think it's because I had no role model that I talked to about it. I had no basis. I had no principles to ground my view in. So it was just, oh, this is what the situation is telling me how it's how I'm supposed to act. Okay, I, I guess like, um, and it was just really kind of devastating for me, especially when I realized uh, the type of relationship I did have with it, which is why I care so much about, uh, you know, having these conversations now for adults to kind of explore and understand, but also figure out, well, no, how do we build systems such that you know, young people can learn about sex appropriately at the right time and what resources do they need and that kind of stuff. Role models is a big one. I, I mean, even like with what we're bombarded with, like, a, you know, you say American Pie, I feel like it's even, it's even, I don't know, it's also easy to say, oh, it's even worse now, but, you know, like the, the sexualization, bad. what's that? I mean, American Pie glorified a dude who secretly webcammed a girl who trusted him enough to be her tutor while and she changed in his room and then the whole internet got to watch her get naked and masturbate and it was like this is good this is good good job jim for exploiting this woman right like yeah. and how big of a loser the focus was he not don't like not this wasn't negative he's a loser because he didn't close the deal like I like maybe it's a little worse, but like that's pretty bad when you actually just state it explicitly of what's going on, right? Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that probably wouldn't happen so much in a movie uh, anymore. Although maybe. Yeah, and, and but, uh, if I may, in American Pie 2, like these guys are working as painting a house, they're house painters, and they just start spying on these women getting undressed. They break in to try and find their like underwear, and it's just like, and then the women are just like, oh, like, we're going to have fun with you guys. Like, thanks for breaking in. You guys are cute. Like, <laughs> very much. <laughs> yeah, when you state it, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty um, messed up. And I'm like, oh, this is what sex is about. This is my exposure to it. And I didn't have any counterbalancing resources, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is really... Uh... Because I think about it too, and like I, I had similar, like you know, I saw those movies, and um, you know, even like what I was saying, my friends and I would get together and oh, porn, <laughs> like, mm. um, you know, and and then for me, I just happened to have these other influences that kind of pointed me towards, um, you know, sex is part of a relationship kind of thing, and it's it's mm -hmm. something that you do with someone you care about, whereas definitely a lot of other people just saw it as a yeah conquest and uh it's it's kind of fucked up because we just like kids it seems it's not deliberate it's kind of like well hopefully their environment is good enough for them to sort this one out 
Yeah, and I I do think in one in in two main degrees or two main aspects it seems to be worse now. One would be like the way that young women seem to sexualize themselves is definitely worse than when I was in high school. Like there was a couple of girls who were known to dress a certain way or whatever, but the way I like I've not I don't know much about this, but the stereotype of le- at least of like Instagram stars, TikTok stars, like it's young women who very heavily sexualize themselves because social media wasn't really that big of a thing when I was in high school. Um and so there wasn't everyone trying to look as sexy as they can all of the time and get all of this attention or whatever. There's a couple of girls who did that at school and that was it. right but it was very much minimal the other thing is apparently young people are very much more isolated these days i mean even before the pandemic you could you hear about like young teens who like spend all summer on in their room on their phone and they interact like primarily through their phone with other people and not in person and i think you know sex is an uncomfortable enough topic i think like for me i reflecting during this conversation i was friends with the nerds and then with a bunch of girls so it makes it like there was never like i never kind of group interest in sex uh in terms of talking about it with me at least um but and so i feel like i didn't have anyone to bounce it off of or explore it with like you do you did and it seems like that would be a more prevalent issue now based on my understanding of kind of the trends in young people's social relationships too interesting to see the trends i mean ours was um i don't know like it, it was i think there was a lot of um just teen angst but you know the phones phones were, were becoming a thing um you know and and i remember one girl had sent nude photos and that got out everywhere and uh that became a pretty good lesson for the whole school because they shut that shit down quick. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it was child porn, right? Um, yeah. And they anyway, but it was just like the the dangers that are there are it's really fucked up. <laughs> I think that's a whole other element, right? There's a whole danger associated with it like, you know, 16-year-olds, 12-year-olds can be on the internet meeting who knows what through, you know, there's anonymous chat sites, there's forums, there's whatever stuff. Um and there's people, you know, there's risk of that, right? Uh like nudes being leaked or whatever it is. And so if people aren't able to kind of understand the proper healthy way to deal with all of this stuff with technology related to sex as a big thing as well, like there's how can they figure it out on their own right i i know most adults can't figure it out let alone you know a 16 year old or a 14 year old yeah uh, it's really uh, kind of think about i don't know yeah it's kind of scary with like social media and all that because you're like i i certainly hope they're updating the health curriculums and i i mean i'm sure they are but maybe not quick enough um cuz uh I don't know like privacy pri- the privacy on the internet is already something we don't know anything about and now give a bunch of uh hormonal teenagers access to the uh internet like I don't know it, it's uh that's a scary concept or realization and I haven't really had to think about that because I'm not at that age anymore but you know it's similar where people will say like oh I'm so happy Facebook wasn't around when I was 14 uh 
because I would have said some dumb shit. It's like, well, you know, similar, um, you know, I, I've done dumb shit and, and, uh, <laughs> I just like, I feel like more and more there's, uh, the opportunity for that to kind of follow you around or get leaked out. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. We veered a little, I, I wasn't sure how much there would be to talk about literally like the birds and the bees and what that was like, but I do think our expansion into like why this is, why it's important to have proper framing for young people is a really valuable conversation as well. And I do hope this can be part of it, but do you have any last thoughts on what we've talked about or in particular the, like your experience with the birds and the bees talk or, or, early exploration if there wasn't a, a formal talk yeah um well i guess like one thing this whole conversation made me realize i don't really think i know as much as i know um because as we delve more into sexuality i feel like there's likely a lot of research and we're probably pretty ignorant uh so in terms of that like i feel like i've felt uh, a little uncomfortable in this conversation a couple of times uh and just I'm inexperienced, I guess. So I, I appreciate that from a, from a conversation perspective. <laughs> well, and I appreciate you being willing to come on and be uncomfortable with me because I think, you know, to be frank, most people I talk to are very unexper- inexperienced and they like, and even adults aren't really willing to talk openly about these things. And that's the only way we start to discover the things we don't know and the areas we take for granted and stuff. And so that's why, that's another reason why I'm trying to do this is because I think most of the people I talk to, if they're, if they happen to be comfortable enough to talk about sex privately, which is still very rare, um, yeah, most people don't know much. And and so I think this is a good mechanism to kind of open up those conversations, learn what we don't know, and then also hopefully start talking to experts and start to actually have a place of educating ourselves as adults and also resources for, you know, for younger people, for anyone to properly learn and healthily learn about sex. So I very much appreciate you being willing to come on and, and be kind of uncomfortable sometimes with me um, on the, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I can't, can't think of anything else about growing up. Maybe next, next show we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get something for you. All right. Thanks a lot, Cookie. Thanks, David.